You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, a podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. I'm Jared. I'm Andrew. And I'm Rob. (laughs) Well, we got the gang back together this week, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, surprisingly, so we're running through a quick rundown of what everybody's been doing. So, Jared? Wow. Wow. (laughs) A little bit uh, of and. Yeah, just finished uh, Placement Games. New season came out, and so we've been playing Flex Fives, and we went 7 and 3, and still only got Silver 2. So that's cool, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Rob, what, what about you? Well, I finally finished the South Park game, so nice. very happy nice. to finish that. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for and the then... DLC on that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And then I picked up a game that I've been meaning to play for a while called The Sexy Brutale. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's basically a time-shifting puzzle game, and it's interesting. I'll leave it to the audience to look it up. Okay. Maybe not safe for work by the name. <laughs> eh, it's safe enough. <laughs> safe enough, huh? And yeah. uh, how about our uh, our favorite Destiny fanboy? Well, I haven't been playing most Destiny. I've been playing my Switch. Nice. So that's a surprise for you, Proud right? Because I got the, oh, I got Breath, I got the Breath of the Wild, the game of the year of twenty seventeen. Oh, nice. All right, Let's just started it. Just started. God, it. you're so living in last year, man. <laughs> Says the person playing what Last of Us still. <laughs> Good point. What what what's your thoughts on uh, Breath of the Wild? I think it's great. It's uh just mesmerizing. It's it's fantastic good action yeah and I'll, I'll probably talk about it a little bit later if anything actually no i mean what, just, what do i have just, my notes just go ahead and talk it about now. it now yeah. yeah yeah because i mean if i just just starting um put you on this open world mm-hmm. right and it's a new world yep. new world of, of, of like hyrule but it's like oh it's dark it's like futuristic Skyrim so i kind of in hyrule yeah it kind of really put me in a weird like I was like, "What is what is going on here?" But then, as they introduce you to new abilities, mm-hmm. it becomes more and more Zelda-like, and just more and more what I want in a game, right? I died a lot too yeah, using stamina, like like climbing things, swimming, and running away from enemies. Uh, that stamina bar really hates me. Mm-hmm. It's definitely <laughs> got a survival aspect to it. It does. Yeah the uh, the the stamina is a big thing to get used to at first. And you can upgrade it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm wondering. If I should upgrade my hearts or stamina. Well, if I want to so... give you a quick tip on that, and for people who haven't played yeah. the game or just starting to play the game, it is best to uh, put everything into hearts because you got to have 13 hearts to get the Master Sword. So it's mm. best to rush the hearts, get the Master Sword, and then work your stamina up later. And there's a way you can redo your abilities. So once you get the Master Sword, you can go back and you know balance it out more if you need more stamina. Gotcha. Good. Thank you. It's my tip of the day for a game that came out a year ago. <laughs> but cool. Is that is that all you have to talk about with it? Mm, yeah, I I really love the game thus far, and I beat Mario and Rabbids. That's that's really awesome yeah, too. Really fun but, game. We'll talk about that here in just a second. And uh, I started a game called the The Long Dark. If you guys have heard of it. Yeah, it's that Alaska survival game, right? Yeah. I haven't got too far into it, but I've played a little bit of it. It's interesting. Uh, it's fun from what i played. I'll give you more in-depth review when I play it more, but I was interrupted 
with uh, more Civ 6, so I haven't done anything except click next turn, next turn, next turn. <laughs> <laughs> One more turn, as uh, the Civ players like to say. But uh, on, to the, on, on to the news. Uh, we had a, uh, a Nintendo Direct Mini this week, and uh, a lot of stuff came, a lot of stuff coming out for the Switch. So I'll just go ahead and start listing it all off. We have Dark Souls 1 Remastered. And that's also coming out for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC on May 25th. And uh, there will be no crossplay for the uh, PvP and co-op elements. It'll all just be for whatever console you play it on. But they are f- making it playable. Yeah, because for... the current Dark Souls 1 is not playable. Co-op right. Even even with the mods uh tried and it doesn't seem to work but uh yeah if, on steam at least if you want to uh get really mad and maybe throw your switch across the floor buy dark soul 1 on the switch <laughs> but from what i understand it's mainly just a graphics overhaul so maybe you should just if you already have it on the pc might not want to rebuy it and just mod it this is my two cents on that but I mean, unless you just want the better PvP, I mean, there's always that. And people buy Skyrim on the Switch. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying don't buy it on the Switch. Buy it on the Switch. I'm talking about for PC, which just a graphics oh, overhaul, you. and it's already on PC. Nah. Right. Sort of like when they came out with Skyrim for the PC again and charged you for it again. Well, and it, I bought it again. If the multiplayer, if the co-op is actually fixed in this one, that that's a sell point yeah. right there. I mean, if you're into if you're into that, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, there's going to be a new playable character in Mario and Rabbids. Ooh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> so I'm interested to see how that's going to work. Um, maybe we'll get a new world to play through because I could I could use more Mario and Rabbids in my life. Yeah, that'd be fun. Oh yeah, I think it'd be lots of fun. Um. And Payday Two was announced. Another, a lot of a lot of these big AAA titles are starting to come out on the Switch now that it's sold a lot. But uh, it's got you know it's gonna have a new character. I don't think they fit said who yet. But if I had to guess, it's probably gonna be Mario. I don't know how that'll be in that world, but we'll see. Did anyone like Payday Two? No I liked Payday Two when it came out, but it didn't. None of my group of friends kept the following in it, so I haven't played it really since launch. Throwing shade there. I don't know. I got it, and I just could not get into it. I don't know what it's it is. It's a fun game if you have a lot of people who know what they're doing. Okay, yeah. yeah. But if you're playing yeah. by yourself with a bunch of randoms, it might not be as fun. It's, yeah. It, it, so, it was a game that was fun for me to begin with, but it just didn't feel like it had a lot of replayability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's Rob stuff. Again and again and again, but adding on to that, it's it's local play only. So this, uh, from what I understand, so there's not going to be like a uh, cross play or anything like that. So, eh, we'll see. We'll see if anybody buys it. But uh, exciting news: Mario Tennis is coming back for the Switch. So maybe we'll get to take our Joy-Cons and swing them like uh, tennis rackets and play Mario <laughs> Tennis in multiplayer. I can't. I don't know. Just like was the was the Wii the original Wii the last time we had a Mario Tennis game? 
No, they had a Wii U one. Was there a Wii U one? Yeah, and it's really good. It's really good. Good. Maybe the Switch one would be just as good. Man, I hope they bring back some more of those Mario Golf games or just sports games in general, like Mario Golf. (laughs) Those are fun. The baseball. Uh, Mario All-Stars is, you know, the the baseball one that they had was really good. So I I would like to see more of these. Yeah, Mario Strikers. Oh, that Oh, pretty pretty fun. Yeah, it was. I played a lot of uh, NBA Street Volume for on the GameCube and it had Mario and the gang on there. That was fun. But uh, we got Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze coming for the Switch. I wish they'd put out Donkey Kong 64 or a remake for that instead of the Donkey Kong Countries. But for for Donkey Kong Country, they're pretty fun to play. So I'm not going to hate too much on those. Uh, they announced that, I think we've talked about this uh, before, but they are going to do DLC for Mario Odyssey. And the first DLC is going to be a multiplayer DLC. That's surprising. It is. For a strong single-player game with no prior dis- you know, discussions about DLC, the first one we're getting is multiplayer. And the hmm. star of the show is going to be Luigi. You're not going to play as also Luigi, surprising. but it's, it revolves around Luigi and balloons and stuff like that. And if you're a big fan of Zelda, you'll be happy, or even Dynasty Warriors, you'll be happy to know that the complete version of Hyrule Warriors is coming to the Switch. With some, I'm sure, upgraded graphics. I might get that. It was pretty fun, Wii U, not gonna lie. Yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't that like one of like the premium titles that they did around launch time mm-hmm. with the Wii U? Yeah. It was kind of showing off like the uh, motion controls. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, and you could like aim with the uh, with the screen. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. I've never really played a Dynasty Warrior game before, but that one was that one was pretty fun. I like kind of getting to slice through tons and tons of mobs as. The uh, different heroes of the Zelda world. So that's pretty cool. And then Nintendo also, I think it might have been yesterday or today, announced, uh, this could be pronouncing it all wrong, but Nintendo Labo, or it could be the ball, I don't know. Anyway, uh, I would describe it with, it's really hard to describe in words, but it's cardboard. Um, you get to make your own accessories, like a fishing pole, uh, there's a robot suit that uh, you really need to watch the video to get the whole gist of how this works. But you take cardboard, you build your accessories, you put the switch in it, and it works. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting. It comes out uh, on 420, ha ha ha, and uh, it, it looks pretty fun. I heard Rob Rob's already got his pre-ordered, so I know he's ready for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was um, looking into kind of like when I first saw it, I was like, okay, how does this even work? It's just cardboard. Mm-hmm. But when I watched the video again, you could see that it's actually using like printed circuits. You really, the, uh, really need to watch the, the video. Oh, yeah, definitely. But if you watch the video, you also see how it's how they have this uh, contacts printed on the board. Mm-hmm. And as you fold them around, it ends up making connections and contacts. And they actually, you know, watch the video, but they took the two joy cons put them in the side of this cardboard box and started playing the piano yeah and it was whoa if it's like that i'm like i'll be pretty pretty excited but obviously you know the big the big kicker is the uh build yourself a robot helmet and battle gloves and go around and knock down buildings it's like the power glove (laughs) 0.5 it's like the regressing from the original nintendo power glove and making it out of cardboard i could see that (laughs) I mean, so I might, basically, I might break out the power glove. 
So basically, Nintendo's going to try to make the it wasn't it wasn't the toys to life thing, but they're they're making something to life. Yeah, it's a you buy it, you make it, and it yeah. works with games. You're, you're involved in building it, and you're probably involved in more of the like the because there there was a UI part of it where it gives you directions yep, on how to it. do it. Yeah, so I I see I assume that's get gets you more involved in what you're building, and then you're more um, I mean you're just more apt to play this whatever it is and that robot game does look amazing just it's in the video so uh, i'm just more scared of like everything has to do with the specific accessory like there's only one game for the specific accessory which is going to sell for twenty dollars and it's cardboard and that's it like if if you break it you buy another one cardboard is fragile now i would be curious to see if they reuse components like maybe a part of the piano is what is also incorporated into the robot so maybe i feel like it would be really hard to take it apart from the video standpoint it looks really complex once it's built you know what i mean Mm -hmm. oh yeah there's a lot of pieces going there if nothing else i think it'd be a lot of fun just to put the cardboard together (laughs) if you like building models and things like that you probably have a lot of fun building it I'm hoping that this is more of a an accessory based thing and not a, like Andrew said a uh a toys to life where you buy you buy it one time and only works with this game and that's it. I'm hoping you buy it, you build it, and then for any future uh games that come out, they can somehow use this accessory that you've just built. Like they come out with a Bass Pro Fisherman and the fishing pole that you built for the Nintendo game, you can use it in it or the robot suit that you built for the robot game. Maybe you can use that in like a Gundam a Gundam fighting game or something like that, or like or even yeah, well the steering the yeah, steering wheel for Mario would Kart, be, you know, perfect yeah. for yeah for any any racing game, or but certainly Mario Kart. Piano the piano or there's a drum. I know there's a part of the video where they're playing a drum kick. Maybe they put that in a Rock Band. You have Rock Band on the Switch at a piano stuff at a cardboard, and you don't have to buy this really expensive kit to play Rock Band. But we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait. Yeah, so. I need to watch this video. I'm so lost. <laughs> you really do. The video really, it's hard to explain. The video really sums it up. And once you've seen it, you get what we're talking about. What we'll do is, everyone, just be quiet for the next two and a half minutes. Jared's going to go watch the video <laughs> and then come back and tell us what he thought. Yeah. <laughs> In the middle of our conversation, our next subject, he's like, that piano is sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's going to be really cool to see what they do with it. I'm excited. I'm excited for Nintendo. It's, it's Yeah, they're always innovating, so they you know, are. good for them. You have all these companies coming out with VR headsets and all these really expensive, very mm-hmm. fancy pieces of hardware, and Nintendo goes, how about some cardboard? I think that's fair to mention, too. The um, the kit right now is $80, and that includes the game. So For the, normal... for the robot kit, too, which right, is an extensive kit. piece of... There's a lot of cardboard in that one. Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And when you think about a normal game running about $50, $60, you know, you're only talking about $20 to $30 for the cardboard, the printed circuit cardboard. We're not talking just cardboard here. You know, it's not like it's a box and they have cut it and you tape it. And it's, yeah, it's not like that. But it is cardboard. Yeah, there's a a bit more to it. But yeah, overall, I don't think any, you know, price or sticker shock or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's physical, like yes. I'm going to hold cardboard in my hand? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You will purchase cardboard, and you will put the cardboard together into whatever thing you're building. Go watch the video. Go watch the video. <laughs> I will. Later. Um, <laughs> moving away from Nintendo, 
uh, Andrew has doubts about this, but Square Enix did come out and say that Kingdom Hearts 3 will release in 2018. I second that, that doubt. I, <laughs> I will make will... it three for three. <laughs> it will release. It will release 10 years ago. I mean, uh, I said I doubt it, and then they might as well do another HD remix, remix, ultra version of Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 2.5, 2.8. I don't even care anymore. They just need to like get this thing out so that we can stop I, making this a meme. Yeah, I pre-ordered Kingdom Hearts 3 for the launch title on Xbox One. I don't think they ever marketed it as a launch title, but it was there when it came out. And they're like, hey, this is going to be on Xbox One. And now we're yep. kind of moving. We're like, we're already on the X, and the X is technically the next gen. Um, but yeah, we're still waiting on that. And fingers crossed it comes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out and be like, man, I really hope this comes out this year and not doubt it and jinx it. Because I really love those games. So holding out for a Kingdom Hearts 3 this year. Uh, Assassin's Creed Rogue. If a lot of people probably haven't played that game because it came out when the Xbox One and PS4 came out, and uh, it was only on the 360 and the PS3, I believe, at the time. But they are remastering it. It's going to be in 4K, and it's coming out for the Xbox One and PS4 now. So if you missed that title, it's coming out soon in remastered 4K. And uh, some kind of shocking, this is, I mean, maybe not shocking for a lot of people, but Activision has closed their one and only uh, warehouse and distributor uh, for physical copy games in the United States. So, I don't know if, maybe it's a sign that they're going to focus more on digital. Maybe we'll... I think it might be more to do with the cost of it, because... Maybe. It, it is, you know, making it, a physical game and shipping it out and, and housing it is pretty expensive. Well, Americans the gotta pay them so much. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lazy Americans need money, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's probably better to you know produce it elsewhere and then ship it in. Maybe, but uh, I think I personally think it's a testament to how well digital games are doing. How people are just buying it and downloading it, and not having to go to a store and pick up a CD and doing all that mess. So maybe we'll see. We'll see. What happens with that? Um, in just a second, we're going to talk about the WoW patch, but I'm going to finish with the rest of this new stuff before I let Jared talk for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, d I didn't realize I just inserted that in the middle. Um, Hearthstone is going to have a rebalance possibly coming next month. Uh, I, I feel like it hasn't been that long since the last time they rebalanced the game. I feel like it's getting pretty expensive to get into Hearthstone and be on a, you know, competitive level. Well, that's why they're doing the, you know, the phasing out and the seasonal aspect right. of the, uh, of the set. So I think it's good. Um, it, Hearthstone is one of those things that could really get stale if just left on its own. Right. So, you know, new content's very important. And even if it's just tweaking the gameplay, that, that could have huge effects on the meta yeah. and that could keep people playing for a long time. And since it is a, you know, it's not a physical card game. It's really easy to do these rebalances and adjustments as it's needed. So, and yeah, as rebalances, they're just going to add more RNG in there, right? <laughs> Probably <laughs> more. more yogs to run. Yep, more yogs. More. Hey, I have a win card. Can I drop it and turn ten win? Okay, cool. Pray, pray to RNG Jesus for those sweet, sweet wins. Uh, so everybody knows. If you don't know, I don't know what rock you live under, but. The Incredibles 2 is coming out, 
And apparently it's come out that Lego is working on an Incredibles game. Of course. So that'd be interesting, I guess. I don't know. if they're, I mean, some people like the Lego games. Oh, oh. Yep. So that's that's a pretty big thing that uh, Lego's been doing with the Disney properties. So you're starting to see a lot of those uh, where, you know, they did Star Wars and, and Marvel and everything else. So, yeah, I'd certainly be looking forward to an Incredibles game. Uh, I remember the, the Incredible World is kind of interesting. The characters are pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, they kind of seem like the Fantastic Four, but we'll, we'll see. It, I'm sure it'll sell really well because Lego always does really well. So. There's also a new Alien game coming out. It's in development by uh, Code Iron Studios, and that is the development team that worked on Bioshock Infinite, Metro Prime 3, Neverwinter, and City of Heroes. So maybe this will be a good one. Uh, the last Alien game was, of course, uh, Isolation, which was a uh, horror game uh, where you had to sneak around and not get caught by the alien. So I'm interested to see what they do with this one. This might That's be a- like skill trees and stuff. Maybe. That could be really cool. Maybe. Maybe I have a good FPS. What, Who knows? That is a mixed bag of games. It is. In terms of, <laughs> right? It really I mean, is. I was thinking the same thing. Metroid Prime. How do you even go from one to the other? They're so, you know, so different. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're different, but if you kind of look at the base game, they have R- RPG elements, like RPG light elements. Mm-hmm. And Not Bioshock. Those... Yeah, Bioshock it has, has, it has a skill tree. Is. Got a skill tree. Definitely does. And you can yeah, go okay. to the you can go to your different things, upgrade them, your health for mm-hmm. your specific ability. So I can see that this new one being an RPG light. As long Maybe as it's like not that uh that that one alien game that came out before isolation. I don't even re- recall what it's called, but it was Colonial Marines. Yes, Colonial Marines. Awful, <laughs> awful game. <laughs> they showed people speedrunning it, not even fighting aliens, just running to the exit on every level. Awful. Awful game. Um, yeah. There's also a new Fable game. Rejoice! Yes! A new Fable game is being developed by a studio called Playground Games. And that's the studio that worked on uh, For- Forza Heis- or Horizon. Excuse me, I can't talk. And uh, I don't know how that's going to translate since that's a racing game. But uh, <laughs> Now, if we I have, if we have a up- Fable cart game, I'm going to cry. I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fun, but I recently picked up Forza Horizon 3, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one of the things that really jumps out at me about this is, and why I think it might make a little bit of sense, Horizon is very much like a car RPG. Yeah, it's a lot like the crew, isn't it? In some ways. Like, you definitely have a lot of, um, you know, you're progressing and building and, you know, enhancing things, and there's a lot of secrets and whatnot. I uh, this might work. Um, hmm. If nothing else, Horizon's beautiful, so hopefully the new Fable game will look really nice. Yeah, and maybe it'll be good to see it under development house besides uh, Lionhead. Yeah, uh, R.I.P. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people were <laughs> saying that the biggest downfall for the Fable series was that it's always played up and promises are made and it was never delivered. Yeah, well, that guy is gone. Yeah, you do know that there is a Fable card game out. Yeah. on early access. Yeah, okay. yeah, but Just, who gives a okay. crap about that? Basically, yeah. I want, I want, I want Fable One again. I want Fable I One, right? I want armor. I want, I want to like be called Chicken Chaser. And I was like, kick chickens around. I want my hometown to burn down. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> but if you haven't played the Fable games and you're looking for a cheap uh, retro game to go play, check those out. Those are great. 
Oh yeah, they've got them uh, remastered too. So, uh, I know um, the first one is. I don't know. They remaster the two and three. Uh, I think three was on the 360, so they probably don't. probably not. Uh, yeah. Two, I don't remember. I think uh, they're backwards sure. compatible now, though, for the one. Yeah, probably. They're 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 Microsoft Studios produced. Yeah. Yeah. But back yeah. when the Xbox had exclusives. Back then. Sad face. Maybe this will bring in a new era of exclusives for Xbox. But uh, yay, new Fable. Hopefully, it's good and not a four v one that gets canceled after two years of waiting. Um. The Assassin's Creed Origins first DLC has got an official release date now, and it's uh, uh, the 23rd of this month. I think that's next week. Actually, it's a couple days. Um, so, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh, like we talked about last time, level increase, all that good stuff. But uh, they're also coming out with what they're calling a discovery tour mode, which gets rid of all the enemies, all quests, all objectives, and it's basically a uh, simulator to walk around ancient. Uh, Egypt, and they have some kind of educational tours. You can like go and actually tour, I, I guess, pyramids and the, the Sphinx and things like that. And it'll give you historical facts, and I guess it'd be like a a virtual way to go back in time and visit Egypt for an educational purpose. Right, good on Ubisoft for you know adding new dimensions to their game outside yeah. of you know just hack and slash. And, and uh, it is a beautiful game. Like it is gorgeous. Uh, outside of maybe your beard, your character's beard, but like environmentally, very well. The graphics are great. Uh, that's gonna that chariot race. Yeah, looks pretty amazing. Yeah, and uh, that's a free update. And that's coming out next month on the twentieth. Don't have to pay for that. And then the second DLC or expansion, whatever you want to call it, will come out on March sixth, and it will raise the level cap to fifty five. So instead of going up five levels, this one's going up ten levels. So this one should be bigger than the first one. And that's a lot. If you've played it, you know how long it takes to level up 10 levels. That should be a lot of gameplay. A lot. But, um, that's all I have to talk about. So I'm going to turn it over to, uh, uh, I'm going to let Jared talk about WoW for a minute. So, yeah. Let's get that so, new patch stuff going. All right. So, yesterday, 7.3.5 came out. Um, you know, it might have taken all day yesterday because the maintenance was happening till 8 p.m. Eastern time yesterday. But you know what? They got it. <laughs> uh, it just as the day went on, maintenance kept on getting extended and extended. And, you know, a lot of people raid on Tuesday nights. So hopefully raids weren't cut short because of that. Anyway, uh, 7.3.5 is pretty big. It's kind of like the epilogue for the expansion. Um, but some stuff they're adding, uh, the whole world is going to scale. So every zone in the game is going to have the same scaling system like the Legion leveling zones did. So all the classic zones will scale, but some are going to have a minimum level required to start. So like you can't go all the way to Tenaris at level 20. It probably is going to be the minimum starting requirement is around what it used to be but like if you're level 50 you could go you know quest in westfall and the uh, dungeons are all going to scale the same way so at any point you could queue up and get you know dead mines at level 40 or you know rage fire chasm at 35 stuff like that they're also adding Odalar time walking 
they released it, but it's only available during Wrath of the Lich King Time Walking Week, which isn't until February 13th. <laughs> so you, they let you know that it's in the game, but you can't do it yet. They're, they added, they're calling it The Wound. Um, for people who have completed the raid in Taurus on any difficulty, including LFR, because that became available last week, I think. Uh, the last tier did. Maybe it's this week. I think the, um, I think the last boss came out uh, yesterday with the patch. Okay. Well, anyway, when you no matter what difficulty you completed on, there's now a quest line to continue the end of the raid, and it takes you to Silithus for certain reasons, and it's really all I'm going to say. I haven't done the quest line, so I really you know, don't really know exactly what happens out there, but I do know why you go out there, obviously. But you know what I'm talking about if you've seen the final cutscene, blah, blah. Um, oh, if you get an authenticator, now if you put an authenticator on your battle.net account, your OG backpack from Vanilla WoW that you can't get rid of Gains four extra slots. Uh, that, and you also have to do the uh, the uh, I think SMS security where they text you a code. Oh, yeah. You also have to have that too. You got to have both. But four slots that, that's huge. That time, that, time to resubscribe. <laughs> hey man, that backpack it's not going anywhere. So you better get those four extra slots. <laughs> and that's kind of controversial because people think adding the SMS is kind of a uh, you're losing security because if someone is able to uh, obtain your number somehow uh, the text would go to whatever however they're assessing your text and get the codes or whatever you're trying to get because uh, you can you, you can take away authenticators with the the texting method you can get passwords changed uh, all that everything you can do all that through the text so people are thinking it's a big uh, security risk but uh Oh. Um, and just a few small other things like holiday dungeon events. Um, you can now do them once you're level twenty, no matter what. So, like the uh, Brewfest one, where you go kill the guy in uh, uh, Blackrock Depths or whatever. So I can farm that... all the mounts and not get them on every character I have. Yeah, so <laughs> any holiday dungeon event you can now do starting at level 20. Um, <laughs> if you are a, a selfie camera, you know, junkie, hey. they're, they've added more filters. More filters. They're, with Argus in the sky, a Twilight sky, a Shaw sky, a Fireland sky, and a Frostborn sky. Yeah, the, the Argus <laughs> thing is big because isn't Argus going to be out of the sky here very soon? Yep. Um, other than that, I'm not going to go into like everything, what all the like class changes and everything. But something I do want to talk about is this coming up Tuesday, I believe. No, maybe it's the 20, the 21st of so Sunday. That's odd. Um the event Call of the Scarab, which is kind of ironic because it has to do with Encourage and Encourage is like out there in Selethus where everything has been going on. And this has been on the calendar since they introduced 
all the mini events. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to read the description. On this date, the Scarab Gong was rung, opening the gates of Encourage. Represent your faction by gathering supplies or by slaying Twilight and Courage forces. The winning faction gets to fly their banner next to the Scarab Gong for the rest of the year. So it it goes back to when the gates were first open of Encourage and Vanilla. Yep. And how you had to get all the supplies and stuff. So that grind restarts as a mini event for uh three or four days till the 21st to the 24th and whichever faction does the most i would guess by uh region so north america and europe would be separate but for the whole year until the uh call of the scarab happens next year the faction flag will be hanging up there which and I think is pretty cool. The OG event was a probably one of the, the best events they've ever had in WoW. You would every day you would go online, go to the website, and look to see your server and see how many resources your server because it was you were competing server base like your server was competing against all the other servers, and you would see like how close you were to opening the gate and who was in first, and it, it was fun back then. I don't know how it'll translate to now, but it was really fun back then. Well, this whole entire patch is dedicated to the players that I have. Like that specific event is yep. reminiscent you know, of people people coming back and seeing that again. Oh yeah. And then of course everyone else going back to the to the beginning areas, leveling up and wherever they want to now. You know, now they can just freely choose um, specific by specific levels, of course. But it's just, this all this huge patch. If you sum it up, is bringing people back before the PvP, you know, basically horde horde versus alliance expansion, and these new battlegrounds kind of forefront that that sort of event that's incoming. Yeah, I think it's I, exciting. Yeah, it's huge. Cool. Um, I know Rob wanted to talk about this last week, but uh. What's going on with the Xbox stuff, Rob? Yeah, there was some news that kind of popped up last week right before the show, and they didn't really expand too much on it. So I was able to get a few more details so we could actually uh, talk a little bit more intelligently about it. Uh, But essentially what's going to happen is the Xbox avatars, which everyone had in the the 360 days that, you know, bought funny hats for and, um, you know, different equipment and whatnot. Yeah, those are pretty much went away when the one came around. I mean, they're still there, and but they're not prevalent. They're there, but they're not really like front and center. Right. So the, what they're looking to do is not only make them a little bit more front and center or center with a new um, dashboard update, but they're also looking to introduce quests and loot crates depending upon your activities. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. <laughs> so they haven't said anything about costs or, or payments for them. But it's what uh, they're calling the Xbox gaming career in that they want to make it a little bit more visible, the things that you've done in Xbox games. So they're not really focusing so much on the gamer score alone anymore. Uh, Now it's a little bit more about what you've done, maybe unique and what kind of uh, what kind of um, loot that you can get for doing maybe rare achievements. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, they're going to have some more details about it coming soon, but I thought it was fairly interesting for people to uh, see a new twist on um, how to be recognized for what you've done in games. In the a crates. new meta outside of gaming. 
new meta. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think about it. I think about it though. If I've I've heard this perspective too, that Microsoft could be putting quests for games that they want to um, promote. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And so I think that's possibility. They they did yeah, that a little bit when the Xbox first came out, where they had a like timed achievement sort of, where it's like do this in a time frame to like while the game just came out to get this. Not really an achievement, but it was like a challenge. I think they called them. Mm-hmm. And you could get um, you could get some. I don't know if it was gamer score, but you could get some kind of rewards for right. it, digital or or otherwise. Right. And maybe maybe we could get loot crates based on gamer score because I have tons of gamer score just sitting around, not benefiting me in the real world. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so, so I think it'd be fun to see, you know, what they come up with, and maybe just add a little bit different perspective to the home screen. Yeah, it needs a little refresher. But, uh, Something we talked, me and Brandon talked about the other day. Oh, is yeah. That we just missed the days where we could get in a party on Xbox and all watch a movie together on Netflix, and it showed our little. uh Avatars was running in the theater and sitting down and like you saw the back of their heads and while you watched the movie. So everyone was in sync watching the same thing at the same exact time. Yeah, it was like a little mystery science theater. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Good old, and then, good old Xbox and, days. And then they broke my heart when it was gone. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe it'll bring some cool stuff in Xbox and maybe it'll work on PC too because I don't really play Xbox anymore. I just play PC. Yeah, well, they have Xbox on yeah, PC. They it's do. kind of just synonymous now with, you know, Microsoft gaming. Mm-hmm. So you shall see. And uh looks like Andrew's got some stuff for uh, the Destiny clan. So, Andrew, let's get a little update on that. Well, we should talk about Destiny 2 and the development update that happened last week because the entire Destiny community was waiting for that and they needed it or else basically everyone would have... <laughs> just left the game Burn, but they burned it down they... so really here's here's what happened i predicted it they're gonna ha- they'd had a developer update from chris and then they had some from christopher barrett and they had a separate update which is the this week at bungie so it happened the same day on 111 18 and the destiny 2 development update i won't go into detail of everything but in my in my opinion they they attacked every single a pain point of the Destiny 2 community. And they gave a date, like a, a time frame of when they're going to fix it. And they added a couple new things that people were surprised about. Now, the only controversy that I can see that anyone can come up with regarding the development update, you know, after they read it and after they, they fully took it in, was that it's too little too late. But to be honest, that, that has nothing to do with the development update itself. Because, like I said, if you're listening to this podcast or you're now you're you're following Destiny too. You read the you read the developer update. You know how it makes you feel. Does it make you feel good, or is it just too little, too late? And that really comes that really comes into play for every single player. Are they just going to come back when that when when everything's like kind of better, or are they going to keep playing and uh, see where it goes? You know. Yeah, and I'll I'll put on a little bit uh, with that too. So one of the one of the things I was hearing and, and kind of was thinking too as I was reading through it is that yeah, they do have some timelines for everything, but most most of what they're discussing is gonna be, you know, fall twenty eighteen. So, you know, that's that's eight months away. You know, are they expecting that people are going to stick with the game, you know, for these next eight months? Now, granted, there are, is gonna be some new content, but a lot of the things that people are really excited about 
aren't for a little while, meaning like, you know, the Masterworks armor, <clears throat> some of the new raid layer Masterworks stuff. Masterworks armor is this this month. Is it this month for sure? Yeah, no, like, yeah, because uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just give you... Oh, is it Masterwork uh, exotics? I know there's some some things that are pushed towards the end of the year, and I don't want to, you know, bring up too much of the details, but I think some of the concern is that, yeah, it's going to be good, but you're going to have to give it time. And I disagree with that because the actual developer notes give you, you know, January, February, spring, and then very, very bottom fall. But that's a very small part portion. The biggest the biggest points that they went over were January, February and spring 2018, which was a lot of the concerns that dealt with, uh, you know, of recent events, which is more more stuff to grind for. Or hey, Eververse sucks. Let's give you more rewards. They they're all attacking that in January and February. In spring, they're giving us you know what every PvP person wanted is six v six plus private matches. I mean that's that's huge. It's huge. Yeah, that is big. So in 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 retrospect of the whole entire like community and like thinking about is this game going to get better? Yes, it's definitely going to get better. It's going to get better sooner rather than later. But for for the people that are nitpicking every single thing and like wanting to be that Destiny one experience again or wanting that Destiny two experience they really love, you probably will have to wait till fall two thousand eighteen because that's what they said is coming. Uh, you know, some other things are coming a little later. Yeah, and I'll tell you what really got me was uh, like made me excited to see where the game is going to go is that they are going to be shifting some of the things that are and I don't know for sure if they said things that are available now but that they were going to lean a little bit more of the things that are strictly locked behind Neververse and move them to being like raid rewards or something like that. And I really feel like when you're doing the raids and you're, you know, playing the game at the highest levels that you should be rewarded with the, you know, the cool customizations that goes along with that. Yep. There's a whole section on Neververse. I won't get into it, but read it. It changes the perspective on how they're, how they're going to distribute that loot. Yep. So, I agree. Yep. Uh, again, just Destiny 2, more Destiny 2 stuff related to the clans. Shout out to Wrath Incarnate. You know, I think we are the biggest Destiny 2. I don't, I don't think I can hide it anymore. Just we are the biggest Destiny 2 clan around. Because you can Google, uh, I think you can still Google Destiny 2 clan. And we're the fifth, fifth option down in Google. <laughs> Just Wrath Incarnate right there. Um, but for, for general news, we did a clan purge. So if you're listening to this, uh, we did purge some inactive members. There are now new spots for people that are want to join. So if you're wanting to join a huge active community, go ahead and join. Just visit pixelpubgaming.com. And uh, let's see what else I had for... Um, we're going to continue to do purges because you know people are coming in and out of, of the game. We want to make sure it's fresh for, for new clans. And new people that want to want to play the game. That's about it for for Destiny Two, though. I want to keep it quick. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring up just one quick thing, and a lot of it's just to say, you know, you're doing a great job with the clan, and I think that when you do talk about that, there was this purge, and that was 300 people that were taken out. That's 300 people out of 6,000. So that's that's only a five percent drop of the active player base, and when you really consider that, five percent is really not that high. So. You know, I, I think your clan's doing good things. It's keeping people engaged in Destiny 2. I think that's important, especially at this time. Absolutely. Good job. You're keeping their game alive for them. <laughs> <laughs> Bungie, uh, recognize us. Please, Bungie. 
Uh, let's be real. This is Andrew's game. If it went away, uh, we'd just see him balled up in a corner crying. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. With my Switch, you know. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what's this board game you want to review real fast? Sure. Uh, just real fast. Um, cool Stuff Incorporated published a game in conjunction with Stonemeyer Games called Charterstone. Um, it's a legacy board game. I talked a little bit about that last week, but the premise is, is that you play a game and the decisions and the things that you that you do in the board game carry on to the next playthrough. So you might sit and play, uh, you know, an hour, hour and a half session, and then the things that you've set up now carry on to the next time you start up. So if I build a, you know, a blacksmith in one game, um, the next time I play, I still have that available to me. Um, it's really fun. I, I'm really enjoying it. We're still very early in, so I don't want to give it a final review, um, but it's extremely easy to pick up. The artwork is is really nice and very pleasing to look at, and the um, the environment's very fitting for that type of thing. Um, we're playing with uh, with the wives, and they really dig the game. So uh, for people that might be looking for uh, games that are more inclusive, I think uh, Charterstone's a great one to to pick up. Cool. Um, getting close to time, so I just want to go through a little bit. But uh, I, I actually went and watched Jumanji since I've heard so many good things about it from Jared. And uh, I know Jared will give his statement after, right after I give mine. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a seven out of ten. It's very entertaining, and I think it, uh, it had some very interesting takes on the world of Jumanji. Uh, a lot of different things from the first one, and it's, it's pretty interesting. A lot of cool things that uh this uh, board game come to life can do in like the video game setting. I, th- I personally think it could have been longer because I think it was just under maybe hour 45 or somewhere around there. I, I think it could have been just a little bit longer because the story to me felt a little rushed. Like you're, I felt like it was jumping from place to place very quickly, but I think Jared may disagree with me. I do. I do. Uh, I, I think with it being a remake movie, I mean the story is already established, um, and it's it's a rock, the Rock Kevin Hart movie. It's gonna jump around. You know what you should know what you're getting into watching a movie with them too, because this is like their 47th movie together in like three years. <laughs> and I I don't know I I do like how it was kind of instead of a board game, it was a like a video game. It's kind of, but I thought it, the movie was hilarious. Uh, laughed pretty much the whole time, and for its category, not saying you know overall, I, I would I would say nine out of ten. Nine out of ten for what it is. Oh yeah, nine out of ten. Whoa, <laughs> wow. Okay, so have a comedy. What's another comedy you would put out nine out of ten? Like Spaceballs. Oh, that's a ten. Uh, Come on, man. That's a ten. That's a ten out of ten. I know it's high, but I'm just, I'm just really curious. <laughs> Come on. Space, Spaceball is the first time it's ten out of ten. Now it's just kind of. I don't know. There's, there's always those classic moments in Spaceballs. <laughs> there's not a lot of comedies I would give a nine out of ten. That's for sure. So. I mean, if I was grading just comedies, I would rate them in there. Like Jared said, for what it's doing, he thinks it's that. I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. I. At one point, I was like crying. I was laughing so hard. See, I I laughed. I thought it was funny, but there was no point where I'm like dying out of laughter. You have a poor sense of humor. No, no. 
I'll have to do a red box. But it, it is it is a good movie and it is funny. Nice. And it is a very well done sequel, and I don't think it'll be the end of Jumanji because they've done. I think this one movie's done pretty well, so I think they're going to do another I, one probably. I I think it was a reboot though. What I mean, wouldn't it's, you be considered a reboot, not a it's, sequel? It's technically a sequel, but it's not like it doesn't force that it's a sequel. It could be a reboot, but it, I I don't want to spoil it. But at the very beginning, it shows kind of where it left off at the last one. If you recall. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks like uh, we have another Netflix show that Rob wants to talk about. Yeah. Um, so there's the trailer that dropped uh, this past week for Altered Carbon. Um, it's a uh, Netflix cyberpunk uh, mystery TV series. Um, so it's going to be, you know, several episodes. Uh, I'll drop one February 2nd. I think this is what I was hoping for when Bright was announced. Um, they have a trailer out there that you can that you can check out. The premise is kind of following the Demolition Man script, uh, meaning that someone is, uh, fro- you know, put on ice in modern times, and then uh, and then uh, reawoken in the future. In this case, two hundred and fifty years in the future. Uh, if you watch it, it looks super cool. Um, it's got some really nice uh, effects and um, and characterization. So really looking forward to seeing what it's all about. Uh, maybe we can talk about it a little bit more next week. I'm hoping they have some more trailers that'll. Yeah, pop up I just noticed you wanted to wait till next week on that. I kind of ruined that one, but uh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're almost out of time here. But I know we talked. We promised uh, promised somebody in Discord that we talk about a little bit about comic books. So I'll let you yeah talk about this. Real yeah, fast so, before uh, we end it. yeah. So hopefully they held on for the uh, you know the hour plus to hear <laughs> some comic news. Um, Marvel announced uh, today that they have reacquired the rights for Conan the Barbarian. Um, for those that maybe don't know, Conan the Barbarian was, uh, you know, originally a book series, and then in the seventies uh, was a comic book series and very, very popular. Uh, one of Marvel's most popular comic series, and actually ended up uh, becoming the movies because of that popularity. So they dropped a bit of a teaser showing Conan in comic book form standing next to Thor and Wolverine. So are we going to have a uh, Conan the Barbarian maybe pop up in the Marvel movies in here in the near future? I wondered about that. I was looking into it. So I don't know about the cinematic rights. I'm really not sure. Um, But I guess we'll we'll learn a little bit more as it comes along. Um, But depending upon the popularity of Conan in the comic books, so what I did a little bit of research just to see, okay, well, why are they showing Conan next to Thor and Wolverine? And actually, it is canon. Before Spider-Man was swinging around in New York and, you know, Captain America was frozen in the water, uh, Conan was in the Marvel 616, which is the main Marvel continuity universe. Where does that, where does that fall? Is he, like, in the past? or? Yeah, he's, he's called the Sumerian, and basically that is, um, according to the lore, that is uh, barbarian times prior to the Celts. So he's actually what would be considered uh, Scotland, Ireland um, area. So maybe, and of course he was a traveler. You know, he went through all around in the down into Africa and and throughout Europe. Maybe we'll thaw him out of ice next. Perhaps I'd like to see it. <laughs> Only if Arnold's attached to it. 
He might still be able to do it. We'll see. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> It'll be Shia LaBeouf. Shia, that's a that's a odd yeah, got, to think about. He's got the physique, you know, the skinniest arms you could ever see. <laughs> that's an odd thing to think about. I'll let Andrew go ahead and uh, talk, you know, promote his stuff and get us out of here. All right, sure. So you can find all the information regarding this podcast or our guilds or clans, you know, which, whether that be Wrath Incarnate for for uh, Destiny or that be the Bad Mom Jammas for World of Warcraft. And you can find our gamer tags and information and Discord server all on pixelpubgaming.com. So pixelpubgaming.com uh, is where you can find all that information. And we would really appreciate also if you can join the Discord server and talk with us about, you know, give us feedback regarding this podcast or how we can improve course or just subjects to talk about because we want to get the community involved. We are active. Um, we are yeah. there. Active. There's a, there's a spot specifically in the discord for everyone to talk to, to either the hosts us or just talk to each other about just general nerd stuff. All right. Visit us in there, you know, talk to us. We'll be happy to listen to you. Um, yeah. Even if you're complaining. Even if you're complaining, that's right. And of course, it always helps us if you leave a five star review, a like on YouTube, or you know, follow the follow the the stream when it goes live, so you get notification when it goes live. It just motivates us to to do more for this for you know content wise. Uh, Rob, sure. Um, Rob, you can catch me as Froham on uh, Discord. Uh, you can come talk to me in the We Talk Nerd uh, channel. I've been there uh, all week long. I haven't really been using Discord as much, and I'm I'm really having a good time chatting with everyone there. So come in, give us your feedback. Uh, let's talk about stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Jared? And as always, you can catch me on the Discord under TBMJ Blaze. Um, I'm back, finally, but after two weeks of absence. But... Looking forward to uh, continue being here, and I will see you next time. As always, I'm Abop, A-E-B-O-P. Check out the website. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, share, tweet, hashtag, do all the stuff to support us and get the podcast out to everybody. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mom. Just tell everybody. It's a good time. We always have fun, especially if you like nerd stuff. That's us. And uh, check out the Discord. I want to give a special shout out to the Discord. I've had tons of fun talking to the listeners in there, and it's nice to know that people are people are out there listening. But uh, that'll do it for us this week. Uh, see you guys later.